0: I'm a savage. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Two Snaps <laughs>
1: with a Twist podcast, <laughs> where we discuss life differences for the culture, by the culture, and everything in between. I'm your girl feisty red bone and with me i have
0: two finers
1: and christy love let's get into it shall we ladies how was y'all week it was long what we got going on you just came back from a vacation you literally flew in town low on sleep got up (laughs) and and hit the clock at work hit the clock
2: gotta get to it did you get any sleep nope what you running off? Low <laughs> <No> battery.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is what we working with. How was your week? Long. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Listen, mine was long too. I work these 10-hour shifts with these badass kids that we work with. But what we got planned for the weekend? What y'all got going on?
2: Amira meets with um, directors tomorrow.
1: Uh, reception tomorrow
3: Okay What you got going on to do? Sleep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel it Listen
1: Only if you knew if I could get some more sleep I have two kids A three year old and a seven month old I don't know what the hell sleep is Where she at? Bitch where you at? Cause I need you
2: She ain't nowhere in sight honey
1: She said get somebody else to do it
2: Hello Oh point. my god
1: all right. All right. We're going to get into a little something that's been going around here lately. And um,
4: let's get into it. Let's see what we're about. Speak, Ayanla, to how women need to, uh, I don't know, position ourselves so that we can be in our divinity, so we can have our crowns right, how we can create and not build when some of us quite frankly feel that the men that are available to us, and I'm talking about across the color spectrum, across the age spectrum, trust me, I've done them all, um, they are not positioned to protect nor provide because of some of the statistics we just talked about. They're not earning the incomes, they're not having the resources, and some of them are not even showing up in the leadership.
0: Would you date a bus driver?
4: You, would you date a If he a bus owns driver? the bus.
0: If he owns no.
4: it, if he owns the bus, See, he owns it.
0: Problem. That's a problem. That's
4: a problem. Okay. Because the standards and requisites, and I'm not talking about him laying on his sofa playing video games all day. <laughs> I'm not talking about mm-hmm. that. But the standards and the criteria that we use to measure men is off for who mm. we are as women and who they are in this society. I would date a bus driver mm. if, he was, if he loved driving the bus, If he was a man of integrity, if he was good to his mama, if he treated me well, I would date a bus driver. But we think that it's another human being's responsibility to give us what we need instead of us building together. I can be.
1: Ladies, let's talk about it.
2: Let's talk about Ebony
1: says she would not, absolutely not,
2: date a bus driver. this is the first time I've heard about this. And I, I've i listened to Ebony further explain after the fact. The reason why I think she got ate up in the comments is because she led with um, African-American men's, uh, men do not have resources things of that nature and then followed up with she would not date the bus driver so I believe that's the reason why they took it the way that they did agreed and I played a little bit of a longer clip
1: because when it came out everybody was just playing a short clip of her you know being asked would you date a bus driver and she responds with absolutely not I would or I would date the if he was the owner like they didn't play it out in its entirety to hear what she actually had to say about it. So, you know, I mean, you got to, if you truly want to have that legacy and build with somebody, you know, you're not always going to find that Prince Charming or the one that has all the money and has everything already set in stone. And if you truly want to build with somebody from scratch, you know, sometimes one is you're not going to always be equal. And when you are with that person, things may happen. The wife or the husband or the spouse or whomever may get sick, and that person who was the breadwinner may no longer be the breadwinner.
2: Got to pick up the pieces. Absolutely. But I do feel as though if that's how she feels, it's okay for her to feel that way. It's okay for her to have a preference. Because when Kevin Samuel was getting on here talking all his shit, we didn't nothing to say. Absolutely. Well, we did. We criticized him. But the man was championing him. Absolutely. So she can have a preference. And who she chooses to date is nobody's business. Charlene,
0: I think with her, it's just a—I hate to say it—but the city girl trend that's going on, where everybody feels that a man needs to have a certain amount of income, a certain kind of car, a certain kind of job. And let's be real, we regular people—we mm-hmm. not gonna come across them type of men on an everyday basis at Winco. <laughs>
1: and absolutely, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> get somebody else to do it <laughs>
0: oh my god but i mean like
1: what she was saying is like okay y'all just heard that small clip of it and who i choose to date is my business but in the same sense you don't know if that bus driver has stocks and bonds uh on the apartment building drive a tesla You have no idea what else that man has going on. Shit, it could be a hobby. It could be. He could just be bored. he like to meet people. Right. (laughs) So I mean to each his own. So, you know, they kind of chewed her up and ate her up. So they just went based off of her first clip and everybody shortened it just to get that part of it. So that's why I played, you know, the longer part. So let's kind of hear what her second video was.
2: But it didn't appear that everybody shortened it. It's the company or the network that she works for. Absolutely. They did that. And she works for The Griot, I believe. She's a
1: host on that show. So, yeah. All right, let's get into what she had. Her rebuttal once it blew up and everybody was on her case.
4: See, I wanted to talk about how do we close the gap between black women who do show up in a so-called masculine posture, those of us that are providing and building and protecting due to circumstances that we might feel, make us feel that if we don't do it for ourselves, we will have to go without the resources and protections we need to feel safe in this world. But Dr. Ayanla went in a different direction. She asked me a personal question. And y'all know I have been extremely transparent about the fact that my life choices and my chosen lifestyle are far outside of the norm. So when I said that I would date the bus owner, a lot of y'all heard something different. Some of you heard the following. Bus drivers are whack. Bus drivers are broke. Oh, and I'm too good for a bus driver. The only thing is, y'all made that part up. See, I said what I said. But then some of y'all started talking about salaries and hourly wages, pensions and benefits. And that's wild because I was never talking about money at all. I was talking about black ownership, but some of y'all made it about money.
1: She said what she said. Everybody in the comments made it up. Thoughts on what her rebuttal
2: was. You see my face. I'm lost. I see it. I don't completely agree with that. Like I said before, she began to speak about resources and things of that nature before she said, no, she would not date a bus driver. Right. But I do feel as though it's her preference. It's okay for sis to feel that way.
1: Absolutely. And I also believe she she went on The Breakfast Club, and she kind of went on and defended herself and, you know, went on to say that, basically what she said on that one that they felt that she pretty much doubled down on her comment and what she originally said and tried to flip the script when she went back to explain herself and what she actually meant. So, you know, people can refer back to that, um, on the breakfast club, but I don't know. I just feel like she is right. You know, she was asked a personal question and her personal preferences, her personal preferences, despite what other people think or feel, You know, if she says she don't
0: want to date a bus driver, then that's on her. You know, who are we to judge that? So I do feel the way that she said it, it gave people a great area of how they perceived what she said, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, because I think she also spoke about it being like people who are bus drivers are mediocre people or people who made uh, C's and D's in school and and didn't aspire to be great and make those grades and that's why they're bus drivers
2: but what she's saying is not that she that she looks down on bus drivers or people that made season d she's saying that that's not good enough you need to set the bar higher that's what she was saying that is well it is what she said but in a sense when you say i'm just
0: not gonna date no bus driver you automatically just make it seem like, well, I ain't going to date him because he ain't got nothing really going from himself. Where you don't know if he's in the process of maybe owning that bus company and you don't even know. You just automatically just shutting him down. Now, it would have been different if she would have been like, I would prefer to date someone who has a mindset of being a CEO or who's someone who has the inspiration or the motivation or the aspiration to become something more in life instead of just saying, Exactly. She wants somebody at the top already,
2: but I understand as a woman that she she's looking for someone to match her financially. It's okay for her to do to feel that way. Absolutely, it's nothing wrong with her not wanting to to be in a relationship with someone that is not on her level. I mean, I'm sure we've all been there. Been there, you know
1: went in that direction and just went out there to see, you know, what it is. I know the guy at the time that was interested in me, you know, I was a probation officer at the time and, you know, he worked graveyard as a juvenile detention assistant. And, you know, for me, I was like, I was much younger in my 20s, whatever. You know, I was like, no, if they're not on my level, I got all these boxes to check. No kids. No kids. Doing me, got my own house, two cars, master's degree, you know. And I was like, "Mm, he showed his interest, but I wasn't interested, you know. And I based that judgment off of the fact that he was not a probation officer. And I felt like, "Mm, he's not on my level. But who brought you back down to earth? My, You, what? sis. I did. What? I talked to you about it. You know, I was like, you know, sis, it's this dude. You know, he's trying to get at me, whatever. But I don't know, you know, because he just, he's not on my level. He's not a PO, and I'm trying to do things and travel, boop, boop, boop. And she looked at me, and she was like, sis, you better get that man a shot. What you tell me, sis?
2: Hey, you got it. Look at where you are now. Lo and behold, God we got are, you. God he got, got you. all the time.
1: We are. Four years married, been together seven and a half. And to think, I was about to let a king slip through the cracks and not even give him the time of day. Now, you know, I did, I did make him chase me for a while. I did play hard to get.
2: That's all right. But
1: <laughs> he was very, very consistent, and he stayed on it. And look at we, look at us, you know. Seven and a half years later, two beautiful kids and living in our dream and now he's a court martial, you know? He boy, he making more now. So hey, you just you just never know. Won't he do it? Won't he? All the time. <laughs> All the time. Two snaps to that.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes. All
0: right, well,
1: I mean, it is what it is. Y'all got any stories on men y'all might have dated that wasn't necessarily on your level or you had check boxes that they needed to check off.
0: Well, I'm just going to say this. I'm I'm the young one out of here everybody over here. So, I have the the new dating generation right now, okay? So, it's Ooh. it's totally different.
3: Than- oh my
0: god. <laughs> It is. Listen, I
1: would be too scared to go out there right now and try to date somebody. It's hard in these streets. Yes, okay. I be so sick, you niggas. On, on, on everything. <laughs> oh God.
0: And these guys right now, they have this whole entitlement going on where they feel that, uh if I take you out to eat, you going back to my place. Who, what, where, and why? Not yeah. happening.
1: I'm not that hungry. I could pay
0: Pay for for my own own (laughs) meal. Listen, we can go Dutch. It's okay. People still go Dutch. What are you talking about? It's fine. Like, you know, and even like this last one I was talking to, he had a really good, decent job. Okay. But what happened? Mm. What was the red flag? He showed his ass. Ooh. Mm. Showed his ass. Yeah. You can tell us about that later. But now he chasing me like Michael Myers. That's because you wasn't pressed. That's what it is, though. Right. I wasn't like these other girls. I don't chase. Yeah. Yeah. And then they be like, oh, wait a minute. Hey, how you doing, big head? And I'm like, hey, how you doing? And it was And then I have dated someone who was lower than me. I made more money than him. He had two kids. Yeah. And that was, I would never do it again. Yeah. I'd have learned my lessons. And, and like he, I said, he chasing me like Michael Myers, too. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> <laughs> that uh-uh. nigga was crazy. He was crazy. <laughs> Who y'all know gonna play dead just to get a conversation with me?
1: Bro, oh. like, sis hit me up. She was like, sis, man, such and such, I just got a message saying that he died. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. You know, and I was like,
2: what? I got one for you. all My ex-husband. Okay. Talk about it. He didn't want to go to work, so he made an obituary out of his mama.
3: What? what for Jesus. These niggas out here?
2: <laughs> Where for oh, Jesus. What wow. is wrong with these niggas wow. out like here? An so that's the, that's the one that didn't check my box. Wow. No, sir.
1: It seems like these niggas out here will go to any type
0: of lens. It's like they were ready to play a game. Right. And then but once they realize you're not playing, then they'd be like, drastic measures. I'm dead. But who fakes they're deaf, though? <laughs> I'm still stuck on that one. <laughs> that's crazy. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. And then he just called your ass. Out of the blue. And I am like, like, you over here playing with God, huh? Bitch, I'm here. I'm alive.
1: I got you to answer. Tell somebody else to do it. <laughs> I said get a restraining order ASAP. 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 In real life. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Speaking of how these niggas be doing us, you know, the late and great Malcolm X said, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. Absolutely. Let's talk about it.
0: Absolutely. Let's hear
1: from him direct.
3: The most person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected one, a person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And as Muslims, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us to respect our women and to protect our women. And then the only time a Muslim really gets real violent is when someone goes to molest his woman. We will kill you for our woman. I'm, I'm making it plain, yes. We will kill you for our woman. We believe that if the white man will do whatever is necessary to see that his woman gets respect and protection, then you and I will never be recognized as men until we stand up like men and place the same penalty over the head of anyone who puts his filthy hands out to put in the direction of our women.
1: Ladies, why do I feel that a lot of these men these days don't protect us?
2: Can we go back just a little bit? We can. Run it back. He started speaking about Elijah Muhammad, but he had how many different women pregnant, and he wasn't taking care I of them mean, or the kids.
1: I mean, I be so sick, Oh
2: look, I I love Malcolm X though. I mean, I do too. Everything but, else, I don't know.
1: We just gonna focus on the fact that he said the most disrespected person in America is the black woman, and I I I, I agree with that. I mean. I feel like how how could I put it? Like I I feel like men nowadays are not the men back in the days, and I know time has changed. Absolutely, time definitely has changed, and I get that. But the men back in the day, oh, you couldn't look at that woman wrong. Mm -hmm. You couldn't even wink, try to holler at them, nothing. Men literally protected and provided for their women. And in today's society, you have the men out there that's oh, if, if you got all these degrees and and you making all this money, you 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 walking in your 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 masculine energy.
2: Masculine. To be educated?
1: Absolutely. It, oh, they they claim it that it's masculine for a woman to present all the traits and qualities that they have oh, you walking around with your degrees and, and you got your own cars, your own house, and what do you need a man for? Have they ever just took a beat and, and thought that maybe we want them for love, protection, security? We, we don't necessarily need them for money. And I just feel like black women have been through a lot, even dating back to slavery days. Right. Just dealing with a lot. Trauma that's just continuously within the bloodline that we cannot let go. And I honestly do feel that we are the most disrespected
2: person in America. I do not disagree with that. But I have to say, young black women today, do a lot of us do not respect ourselves. Agreed.
0: I agree with that. I'll snap
2: too loud. But I'ma also
0: say it is. It's them other races that do the same thing, but they don't get the same type of credits that we be getting. They don't get the same backlash that we get. I don't disagree. And we the originator of a lot of things.
2: I don't disagree with that. However, I do feel as though that we have we have come um, a long way. However, we have so much further to go. And the things that we lay our hats on today are things that it's not benefiting us. It's not beneficial to us. It's not beneficial to our children. It's not beneficial to other people's children that are looking up to us. We have to start holding ourselves accountable as well. I agree. And we need to stop giving passes.
1: I think we didn't give out all the passes and they're still looking for them. We need to, you know, hold our black men mainly accountable for protecting us, being the provider. You know, there's a lot of guys. You know, I talk to, like you said, our young kids, our girls that we mentor, whatever, and, you know, I ask them, you know, well, did your guy court you? Court me? They don't even know that Absolutely what that means. Like, I have to, courting is dating. Like, you know, you, you, you trying to get to know that person and going after them and being that man you know chivalry where is it at dead gone six feet under Mm -hmm. absolutely do it still exist do men still open the door for women no yes do men still lay their coats out over a puddle and and for their women to walk across i mean absolutely not where (laughs) is that you know you have some men who do and you have some men who don't and I just feel like all of that ties into
0: having that protection from the, from our men. True, but society gives these men so many passes that it's okay for them to act the way that they do. A female is supposed to wait for them to come to realization, and then we're supposed to be like, "Okay, we'll date you now," because you at that
2: age where you understand now. I think social media plays a role, a large role, absolutely. In how uh young boys view how women are supposed to be treated.
1: Absolutely. And that can even go off people compare and base their own relationship on how of what they see on social media. I, I really truly believe like social media like killed
2: everything. Absolutely. It did. But it also goes back to this is the way it was designed. If if young Men and women had father figures, fathers in their homes, then they wouldn't be looking to social media because the presence would be felt and it would be there. Facts. But back in the day when women wanted to get on welfare, they made them kick fathers out of the home. Absolutely. So, or in slavery, they sold our fathers away. Absolutely. You know, so it ripped the children away. Yeah.
1: And it just go it dates back to that time because you know black women oh you're the angry black woman. As soon as we get mad and express our emotion and be vocal about ours we're we're the angry black woman.
2: Yeah, we're angry mm-hmm. because you you have not had to experience the things that we have had to experience. Absolutely. You're not treated how we're treated. So, yes, sometimes it does come across th- that way, but it's more passion than anger. Absolutely. And they can't distinguish that. That's on them.
1: It is. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's And I, and I feel like, th- let me ask y'all a question. Do y'all think that our black men don't protect us or black women are the most disrespected person in America? because they're fearful of us because we're so passionate and we go hard for ours or do, do our men feel like they can no longer protect us because we're stepping into our quote unquote masculine role.
0: I feel like it goes into a man feeling like they too masculine. And if I'm trying to date you and you too masculine, they don't want to be the bitch in that situation.
2: I mean, yeah, I I, I can, I, I dig it, you know. All right, y'all. So I have had to take two seats, okay, <laughs> in real life, because my man definitely had to get me in order. Okay. Because if we're out at any event, and there is a problem with my man, I'm trying to fight too. Right. He like, nah, you need to sit down. I'm like, nah. Nah, I got this. like, I got it. Right, I got you. Just watch me. Right. Well, he know. He knows that I'm a ride or die. But he has, in my older years, he has had to get me together quite a few times. Because I'm ready at any given moment. Absolutely. But I do understand his concern about that. Because a man is, he does have more strength than I do. But sis said, I got hands too. Definitely got hands. <laughs> and I got that thing on me Always. Always. We but, stay packing. But I get where he's coming from when he speaks to me.
0: And it hurts my feelings.
2: Because he has to take a certain tone with me for me to really get it. Like, no, nah, you need to sit down. Right. But he's right. I don't know. Do you think that people will
1: perceive that as you being masculine? Absolutely. And I feel like men have a problem with that nowadays. They don't want their women to be masculine and have that dual side to them, but we're lacking something, I feel like, from our men for us to have to walk into our walk in and be in our masculine energy. Not that we want to replace them or be the man in the relationship, but sometimes, you know, with today's society, it's like men are more laxed in relationship or when they're dealing with their women. So it's like, okay, well, you're not going to do it. Well, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna step up to it. But when we do it, oh, you mad? You masculine? Why you got to do that? You need to be a woman. Be submissive. Mm. I mean, a woman can go out and make seven figures, and the daddy, the the husband, can be home and be daddy and be the stay at home dad. But if he's hitting all those points that women need—safety, security, reassurance being that man that I know he got my back 100, we'll come home all day and be submissive.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: No problem. Absolutely. But it's like they can't tie that together or it it doesn't click for them. I don't know.
2: Not all men, but what you're saying is facts, and I absolutely agree with what you're saying. But I think we also have to think about, like, how society and how men have been taught and raised to be as well as like mental health and just different issues that men have in general that they don't, they don't want to confront. So then it does something to their ego and their spirit. Especially our black men. Yeah. Yeah. It does something to them to where if they don't, Figure that out. They're unable to be who we need them to be for us. Dead ass
0: facts. I mean, you a lot of times right. they don't even have the guidance to do that. Exactly.
2: Right.
1: Exactly. And if you think about it, it dates back. I always, even when I have these conversations with my husband, I always go back to those times that people always want Oh, it was so long ago. It was this. this. No, that shit was around the corner. They took the men, the, the the dads, the husbands, the providers, from the home. They split us up, yeah. okay? So it was generational. Yes. That's what they knew. That's what happened. And even to this day, like you referenced, for a mom to get assistance, they had to kick the daddy off the house. Absolutely. A repeated cycle. Oh, okay. you, you want money? You want us to help you? You want
2: us? Well, the dad can't be in the home. And then when that didn't work, then the crack epidemic they put Absolutely. that shit in our backyard. Absolutely. So it's shit after shit, and then they feel like it's us. No, it's not us. It's y'all. It's not us.
1: What are we talking about? Y'all think they make these movies about these crack epi- pandemics that happen and epidemics and all of that stuff for for just for us to watch? Mm-mm, Absolutely mm-mm. not. Because they're telling it. us something.
2: Both of my parents, we witnessed it. Were addicted to drugs, so I lived through it. Mm. So yeah. I know what it does to a family, mm-hmm. and thank God that. My brother, he passed away. He was killed in '99. But um, my three, my other two sisters, we have six degrees between the three of us, and that's by the grace of God because we were supposed to be on Figueroa where we grew up, right? So it's I don't know. Life do crazy. man. Listen, (laughs) I know all about (laughs) it. (laughs) He
1: do it, yes. But yeah, man, I just you know, I don't know. And then I feel like you know, men are losing that guidance that they should get from the father figure in the home and to see what that love and affection, a healthy relationship look like because their fathers didn't see it. Their fathers didn't see it. And you have the ones who were in the home and did get to see it and can, you know, doctor it up and make it better for their generation. But a lot of our men, our black men specifically
0: Did not see that growing up as as kids. So how are they? How do they know how to do that? They don't. They go by what they see in the household. And if Mama got X, Y, and Z in the house, and they yelling, beating, and doing all that, they think that's a love language. Right. Yep. You're you're presenting the wrong type of love in the home. And then even then, when they go to school, you got black teachers who taking a whole bunch of shit from them
2: other people. So the kids seeing it at school too, and it's not a whole lot of men teachers, male teachers, for them to, you know, mimic or to, to get that guidance or love from. So it's, Mm. even with the mental health side of it, it's a a rarity that you see
1: a male therapist or a black male therapist. Our black men don't like to go to therapy.
2: Period. No,
1: No. I mean, therapy within the black household period was like mm, pandemic hit. People started realizing how mental health was real and serious. And now it's like everybody getting a therapist and everybody working on themselves and everybody is manifesting now, you know. And and I'm not hating on it. I'm not knocking it, you know. Me too. I'm getting my life together, you know. But it's like, what is it going to take for that to be in the black community, be accessible to us?
2: But it goes back to... How our black men have been treated, how they have, like, they've dealt with so much because of s- systemic racism, and we put a lot on them. So, for them to say, I need help, right? Here I am, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm glad it's changing. And it is, it's slowly changing, but most men will not
1: say, I need help. Most men will not say, I need a therapist. But that's because
2: they were conditioned to Absolutely. not need help. Absolutely. Or if I say I need help, ain't nobody helping them. Who going to help them? You know? They we we look at them as weak right. when they say I need help. Absolutely. And I'm glad we're coming away from that. Absolutely. Everybody needs it. Everybody yeah. needs that mental refresher. Absolutely.
1: But to circle back to what I, you know, w- the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. <laughs> I'm just oh, saying. Oh, yeah, that's what we was talking about. I'm just saying. Like <laughs> All that stuff plays a fact into it. I believe, you know, it's, it's a lot of different factors that play into it. But at the end of the day, it don't even have to be our men not protecting us. It can just be us going to the grocery store, shopping. And, you know, we get the, the, the white people, the racist people mm-hmm. who – we could be walking, right, or standing and talking. Since we at the store, we're, we're sitting here, we're talking. And you get a white couple or a white woman that want to walk directly in our in our path and won't say, excuse me. At as all. if we're supposed to just step aside and let you go on the path <laughs> No,
2: no, 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 no. That just happened the other day. Right. Was, it's still happening. Girl, I was at uh, North Premium Outlets with Ali Starr. Mm-hmm. And this lady walked across us and we stopped in our tracks and looked at her. I, it took every ounce of me not to let her have it. Talk about it. Respectfully. But put, like, a lot of people act like they don't know and they want those passes. But it's important for us to verbalize when other people are wrong. Right. Because, no, you don't, you don't get to do that.
1: You don't get any more passes. Those no. passes are done. Yeah, A simple excuse me. Or reroute your path. Ma'am. Because I'm the type of black woman, I'm not moving out your fucking way. We were walking and this has <laughs> walked in front of us. I'm yeah. telling you. That's that's not going to happen. Mm-mm. The blatant disrespect. Yes. We are not back in the days where we have to step aside and let you pack. G- girl, bye. Ma'am. Listen, but hey,
2: ma'am, so no matter they
0: just talking to us like we some little kids. Right. I done went through it literally yesterday. Oh, mm. So I work out of school. There's a custodian, okay? She be giving me a hard time since I've been there. I've been Not ignoring the it. It's the custodian. I'm <laughs> outdone. It's the it's the custodian. Come and let me get your trash. <laughs> Listen. So she came the other night. She was up in my room. I said, "I need you to vacuum my floor because she don't clean up my room, but I needed her to vacuum my floor." Okay. She vacuumed me, but she don't take my trash out. Okay. So I come to work and that's more than trash. Fool, okay? Now, you know, certain sides of Vegas got store Littles around. So you got to be careful with that. So literally, I go on the radio and I call for a custodian. I'm like, hey, uh, can somebody dump my trash? The person last night didn't dump my trash, okay? Mm-hmm. They said, all right, we're going to talk to her. Why she come in my room when she hit her shift talking about, so you told them I didn't take out your trash? In front of these kids and another staff. Oh, no, she didn't try to put you on blast. She tried it. No, she didn't. And I'm looking at her like, yes, I did. But when you think of a janitor or custodian,
1: the first thing you think
0: of is they take the trash out. Exactly. So I said, you know what? I said, people make mistakes. I know that you forgot to dump it in another classroom. I I have no issue with it. I'm just letting you know that you forgot to dump it. She's going to say, well, I know you lying. And at the end of the day, I know I dumped your trash, and I'm not going to argue with you. I said, well, you have a good day and step out of my room then. Wow, wow, blatant disrespect. Like, we're just supposed to put up put up with it. Just thought it was cool to do it in front of some kids and another staff. I just dealt with being disrespected on Wednesday.
1: Mm. I went to an appointment, and I'm sitting there waiting to be called back. I'm the only one sitting there in the lobby, and you have the two Hispanic women at the window, the receptionist. <clears throat> so, I check in, maybe about five minutes later, this white guy walks in. Now, mind you, we're in a county building, okay? we Actually, it's the stay. We at the RJC. We downtown, okay? Okay, okay. He walks in with the dog. Clearly, it is not a service dog, right? Mm. So, he walks in with his dog on the leash, but he's not holding the leash. And he walks in. Hey, girls. Now, anybody knows that... For a white man Mm -mm. to address women, especially a black woman, a woman of color, by girls, Mm -mm. that's disrespectful. Again, I'm going to always go back and date back to where it all began, slavery and all that. They refer to us as girls. Like, man, I'm a grown-ass woman for one. And two, I'm not here to talk to you. You're here to talk about your case or whatever. So you walk in here and... You come in here with this dog that's not a service animal, and you address us as, hey, girls. Mm -mm. The blatant disrespect of a black woman. Mm -hmm. Again, anybody knows that that's a negative connotation that you uh, address a black woman as girls. I'm like, he can't be talking to me. (laughs) So, you know, I was being focused. I let him unite. I didn't even acknowledge him. I let the, the two receptionist women up there acknowledge him, but you know, it's like, no, sir, I'm not a girl. You're not going to address me as a girl. That's not what we're doing. They did that back in the day. Like, no, you. it's not going to happen. You will not see a white man address a white woman as girl. girl. Nope. And this I reminded me of another story where me and my mom was at Costco, wearing Costco shopping. We come out, and we get to the car to unload the groceries, and we see – I think it was a Range Rover, parked up on her bumper of her car. Like, literally, the car parked, touching the bumper, nobody's in the car. Mm. So we're like, what the fuck? So we're taking, you know, taking pictures, get our shit in the car, and wait for the, we call highway patrol. Of course, these motherfuckers, oh, it happened on private property, we're not coming out, all that bullshit, right? So we wait for her to come out. She come out. Oh hey girls, white lady. Of course, two black women waiting for her ass. No, this bitch didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, this bitch didn't. She gonna learn today. She gonna learn today. What? So you know we already, you know, Northtown Finance baby. All day. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Who the fuck you talking to? So you know, mom go off. We going off on the lady. She calls for the Costco people. She she flags some cart guy down. Of course, they go in the store, get the manager. They call the police. All of a sudden, they can come out. Because why? Two black women are being passionate because this bitch hit our car. Go figure. Mm -hmm. They come out. We like, you know what? Fuck this shit. We leave. They take the license plate. So we go about our business, right? I would say maybe, what was it? Two, three years later, I'm out dipping with moms in the car. We going to... The Beauty Supply Warehouse, actually, <laughs> on Maryland Parkway. <laughs> Y'all know. We, pull, we drive in there to go get our stuff. We get pulled over. So we pull in the AutoZone parking lot right there on Maryland Parkway right before you get to, I think it's Flamingo one of them. So we pull in. It was like, uh, ma'am, you know you have a warrant out for your arrest. Excuse me. What? Like, wait, hold up. At the time, my mama worked for the county. So, you know, she showed her credentials, her county badge, and all that stuff. And he was like, well, this is from, like, two, three years ago. So, I think you might want to check it out, look into it, whatever. Long story short, this bitch then filed charges against mom. She had to get a, a, a attorney, go to court. They sent her to anger management, all kind of stuff. But this lady hit our car. For what, though? I'm lost. Be- be- and she sh- y'all should not have left. We should not have left. Mind you, me, I was way younger then. You. Right. I put her tires on flat.
2: Oh, you fucked the lady car. She fucked it up. <laughs> that explains <is crazy. laughs> it. Oh,
1: my God. I mean, you know, hey, she came up there talking about, hey, girls, and oh, it's just a bump tap, and, you know, we don't even, I could just pay it off for you guys, and, you know, being hella snooty, condescending, all that. Okay, bitch. Yeah. You over there talking your head? Oh, I'm on the side of your car oh, fucking your shit. Come no up. up. <laughs> and we ca- and we dip the fuck out. Gas, brake, dip, <laughs> gas, brake, dip, you know? So, hey, you know. So, uh, you know, because the car was registered to my mom and all that stuff. Girl, you and- got me in tears.
0: <laughs> I can't nod.
1: I mean, for real, like the dip. The most, I'm going to say it again, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. All that's this lady had to do was come out and say, "My, I apologize. Oh, I, I left this out. The lady came out the store smelling straight up like liquor. Uh, liquor. Mm-mm, that's liquor.
2: And the cops ain't say shit to Nothing. her. Mm-mm, they put we, the warrant out on
1: y'all. We had to pay restitution. My mm. mom had to do an anger management class. And I'm
2: like, what? And, and it really they, thought, was, they thought she fucking she, popped the yeah, tires. It was on me,
1: you know. I get, and they probably could have, because you know I was younger than them, whatever. I, I took, you know, mom took one for the team. Did she did? did. You know, I get mom Dukes props up for that, but that was all on me. She didn't even know that I did it. Shut up! And I was like, I told her in the car as we dipped out. I was like, Mama, gas, brake, Ghost ride <laughs> the whip, go, ride the whip. Hey. Ride the whip. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but all she had to do was take ownership. Like, yeah. it really was no damage to the car, but it was the fact that we literally could not pull off because her she was in a higher car, and we was, you know, it was, um, you know, so it literally sat on top of the back bumper. It would more damage. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it goes to show, like, we get disrespected on so many levels that it's just fucking unreal. Unreal. And then when we're passionate, we're the angry black but and can I add on
2: when to When I'm passionate, Absolutely. y'all going to get all this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I'm at that point, you going to get all this.
1: Oh, all of it. With the, she said, I got all the smoke <laughs> in real life, <laughs>
2: and you do not want it.
3: uh
0: uh-uh. But why is it we get hated on by our own kinds even more? Talk about it. That's because house niggas the feel niggas. Exactly.
1: Exactly. It's, it always dates back to that. Again, where we starting at? Conditioning from the slavery days, it's conditionally learned. Oh, you light skin, you gonna be in the house. You dark skin, you gonna be a field nigga. What the and hell, hell? do
2: that got to do with it?
1: Nothing, because we all fucking slaves what? at we this point. point like,
2: like right, right? My dad say, Christian, I just hope you know that you still a nigga. And I'd be like, you know what, Dad, you're right. I know. I don't care about none of my credentials. I know that's how the world. But see that's us. how they
0: see at the end of the day. Exactly. And yeah, it's absolutely. sad because I have to educate my kids on that because I'm the BSU advisor. So they go through so much with, you know, student council and stuff. And I got to tell them, I said, at the end of the day, you're still black. You're still black. Life. Okay? You so you you bloody. can still work two times, three times harder. And we ain't doing that no more. <laughs> you're still a nigga. Ain't that what Jay-Z said in his For track? Him. You're still a nigga.
2: I'm telling
1: you. I mean, it's, you know, it's on so many, so many different levels. One y'all. day at a time, y'all. That's it. One day at a time. I mean, aside from that, though, I mean, y'all got anything else that we blankly disrespected for? <laughs> I mean, girl, I got one more before we close out. Let's go. How about the health care in black women? Man, that can, that can be a whole nother topic, yo. Like,
2: I don't quite understand it. Like. Y'all know what? I get high
0: blood pressure just walking into a doctor's office.
1: I mean, they don't understand us. <laughs> no. They don't look like us. And they don't understand like we're it's just like everybody got to fit in this box. We are not going to have the same issues as the Caucasian's have.
2: Nope. Then what we deal with. If you are in Las Vegas, Dr. Brathwaite off of Charleston. She is a OBGYN, she is absolutely amazing. What we need to do is start it's so few far in between, but we need to go to doctors that look like us. Absolutely.
1: I live by Aliante. I drive my son to see a black dentist by Kawabunga Bay every six months. Yes, because he, he identifies with my son. I want my son to start seeing people in, you know, professional capacities that look like him. That he can identify with. It's important. Very important.
2: You know, but
1: as far as, you know, I've had two kids (sighs) by C section, and it's like you go in there, you have your birth plan. Oh, okay, you got it. All right, they hear what you have to say, but they don't apply to none of that shit.
2: They don't care about it. They don't understand. Mm -hmm. But let
1: a Caucasian woman go up in there. And had a birth. Oh, I want my placenta because I'm going to take it and get it encapsulated. <laughs> and I'm going to take those pills back after I have the baby. They're going
0: to make sure that shit is on ice. Absolutely. In a bag. You know, we're going to put it in the freezer for you. It'll be ready and for you at be checkout.
2: Because the compassion is not there when they're dealing with us. They don't see us as human. No. We're the guinea pigs. They wanted to do tests and
1: all kind of shit on us. They want. I requested my placenta for both of my deliveries. Oh, them motherfuckers didn't give me my shit. What? I did not get it. Mind you, I'm high off of all the shit. You know, my second pregnancy was I went into labor early. I wasn't, you know, all of that. I requested it, gave them my birth plan, and I did not get my shit. Mm. I wanted to do what the white people do and encapsulate my shit. The, dis- the blatant disrespect. Healthcare, I mean, it's just, it's, it's on so many levels, y'all. Like, Girl. it's ridiculous. Hey, my, my head is thumping right now. You just made me mad. You never told me that. Yes, sis. They did not give it to me. I wanted my jazz plan in the delivery room. The first, my first for my baby, my son. Okay, they did it. They played it because we kind of prepared for it a little bit more. But my daughter, even though we had her early and it was not planned, you still had time to follow through with what my wishes were. And you choose not to do it. Oh well my son, oh we're we're gonna induce you. Why? Why do you want to pump me up with this medicine to induce me? Do you do y'all do that to everybody? No. Are you not gonna wait and see what happens? Like, why are we speeding this process up? Did you allow them
2: to do so?
1: At the point when he became breached.
2: Oh, that's different.
1: Prior to that, it was no issue. He wasn't breached, he was crowned, all that. So you know, I just it's so many levels that we are disrespected. And we do not get enough of our flowers that we deserve.
2: We don't. But I think that's why it's very important for us to... Our home. Yes. That's where it starts and it ends. Because before we leave our home, we should be fueled with all the love and everything that we need so that we can go out to the world and just be great. And then when we come home, We get that same love and just re-energize. But a lot of times our households are just not together to where we're just fighting every which away. Right. So that's what needs to be fixed, our homes. We need to
1: get the nucleus right. Yes.
2: (laughs) That part. (laughs) I like the way you put
1: that. Right, (laughs) because that's our charging base. You know, that's where we recharge at. That's where we, you know, got to... Plug in yeah. and get that battery back charged and, and, and if we can't do that,
0: then how are the outside world is gonna do it. Oh, I do it faithfully I pull yeah. up to work early just to sit in my car and look at the building and prepare to get up in there. Hey. I find my songs that motivate that me. <laughs> and it depends. Sometimes I be in my little hood with my little boostie. And that's <laughs> <song. laughs> right. <laughs> Not bouncy,
1: badass. <laughs> oh, God. Nah. Which one you was playing? What? don't set it out.
2: Hey.
0: Hey,
2: <laughs> that's out. Hey. I can't listen to that. Going in no establishment where I know some motherfuckers got me all the way fucked up. Oh, oh, listen. They fucked. always uh-uh. have me messed
0: up, so I got to come
2: ready. Ooh, it just Lord. depends
0: if I'm in my Megan where I'm going to just give it to them raw.
2: Listen. Girl, I need some gospel. Listen. Uh, we, that's listen, the only no, way listen, I'm going to be listen,
0: all right. I
1: had Scrappy playing the other day. You don't, these oh. you don't
2: want these problems. You don't want these problems. <laughs> I'm just saying. Man. Hey, Jay-Z said he got 99 problems, mm. but his son ain't one. Mm. Ooh, that's going to be hot right mm. there.
1: Mm. That's going to be hot right but there.
2: But that little nigga look just like just him. Like him
1: <laughs> just like him, Just like him. Hey, we, we got to talk about that one. Oh, Lord. Oh, that's going to be a hot one.
2: I, I read that the um the son's mom did like a dying declaration stating like the facts about how she met Jay-Z and he was with the homie and she was with her homegirl. She was 17. He was like 22, 24. So, uh, but they 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 did what they did and yeah. that's
1: how she said they
2: was going to see well,
1: he, he's trying to get that test, so you're going to see. Hey, bless his heart. It's going to be two nose, motherfuckers. Motherfucker, <laughs> 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 well, it, it ain't
2: going to be. It's already. It already right, is. It you already right. Is. That motherfucker's <laughs> like 30, boy. You're right. You're right.
1: Okay, well, I mean, this was a good topic that we talked about today. I appreciate y'all for coming out, you know. Appreciate you for we doing it. So, you know, I want to thank you guys for listening, too two snaps with a twist podcast please please like share rate and review you can also follow us and find us on social media platforms at two snaps with a twist podcast thank y'all for tuning in and we are
0: out I'm a savage, uh,
2: classic,
0: bougie, uh, ratchet.